Senoras y senores, welcome on back and welcome on into today's Union Match Preview as we're looking ahead at the Union's midweek match against Inter-Miami. They will be in Fort Lauderdale to take on Inter-Miami. And this is going to be an interesting showdown because obviously we're all still off the high from last Friday where the Union absolutely de de destroyed uh, DC United and which led to another coaching firing or manager firing by Jim Curtin as Chad Ashton essentially got the boot. And as we saw, all saw the news, uh, Wayne Rooney's coming back to the MLS and this time as the head manager of DC United. And um, everyone is feeling high off the Philadelphia Union. And can they replicate, rep replicate the performance that they had on Friday? Everything was clicking. Now, DC is a bad team. Enter Miami's a little bit of a different story because they actually have been building a little bit of a culture this year. They've been building uh, somewhat of a team down there this season as well. A lot of young pieces are obviously moving on from the Gonzalo Higuain, Blasi Matuidi days. And so there's still some pieces that they're still trying to put together. Obviously, they made some big signings, but they're not going to be there. So I'm really intrigued at what the union are going to look like tomorrow. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting showdown. And I, and I think I, I really just want to see the union kind of just continue on putting together a, a run of, of good matches. Like that's something we haven't seen this season. And uh, besides the beginning of the year when they had like seven wins and that one draw the beginning of the year. But I think the union are on the right track. We'll definitely talk about that. We'll also talk about the all-star game, the all-star roster announced again. And would you believe that all-star games in the summertime continuing to snub Philly sports athletes? We talked about Zach Wheeler uh, and Aaron Nola yesterday. And today we're going to talk about some other union players who got snubbed from the MLS All-Star Game. But welcome on into today's union match preview. Of course, I am again El Parcero Philly. Thanks so much, everyone, tuning on in. We have Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and of course, we have TikTok live here today. Guys, you guys are more than welcome to your comments, questions, and concerns about the union, about uh, the MLS, soccer in general. We have TikTok and we have YouTube's comment sections open. So continue throwing your comments, questions, and concerns in there. Uh, and of course, we'll be getting those to those in a second. If you guys are a Union fan, you want to talk to Union soccer, you want to hear your thought on tomorrow's match, I'm going to throw in the link in the comment section so you guys can come on in the show, copy and paste that bad boy, and we'll we'll be we'll allow you to come on in here uh, in just a little bit. Of course, want to give a big shout, a big thank you to, to today's sponsor of Union Match Preview. Thank you to Lots Rain Watches for sponsoring today's episode. If you guys are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out Lots Rain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. And right now, when you use my promo code Parcero Philly, you will receive 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. So thank you to La Terrain. And make sure you guys check them out. Some good stuff that they got they got going on over there. A reminder tonight, guys, um, right uh, tonight at 7:30, Duke by the will be back. We'll be diving deeper into this match. Uh, we will have on football uh Miami TV to, to talk about this match. Uh, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. So make sure you guys stay tuned. 7:30 we'll start. Eight o'clock we'll be previewing inter Miami as well. We'll also talk about DC United uh, as well. What's up, TikTok? What's going on? I see you guys checking on in here. Uh, what's up? We got the Jewish Philadelphia checking in. What's happening? Christopher, what's going on? Christopher, dude, I don't know why you guys always do. You literally just missed Flyers Talk. We had Flyers Talk. We talked about Oscar Lindblom. We discussed my thoughts on it. If you want to check that out, head on over to my YouTube channel. The link is in my bio, but we literally just got done talking about it, which is ironic as it is. If you are a uni fan, you have any soccer talk, soccer takes, you will definitely uh will definitely answer those, man. But I, I do apologize. I do apologize. Uh, we need to play McFlurry. Who's McFlurry? <laughs> Who's McFlurry? Now I want a McFlurry. Let me get an Oreo McFlurry, bro. 
with some with a large fry and and, and, a, and a little uh, junior cheeseburger. <laughs> Who's McFlurry? Uh, we need to play McFlurry and Sully against Miami since we can't play uh, Carranza and Brujo is what? And Brujo's not injured. Where did you get that report? I have not I have not heard uh El Brujo Martinez on type of injury list there. Uh, Jewish Philadelphia. Do you want to give me your, your source there? Um and we heard we had um we had Jim's press conference yesterday too, and there was no there was no news of a uh, of El Brujo. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I should say El Brujo was not on the injury list there. Of course, with these type of things, you're gonna have to go to Twitter. Uh, let me see here. Well, first off, first off, I'm gonna double check here for you. We'll we'll, we'll check. We'll get to, we'll we'll move on in the show. We'll definitely check it out. But I have not seen that news. Um, but all right, I appreciate Jewish Philadelphia. Keep throwing those questions. We're gonna go. We're gonna go through the preview, and then I'm gonna answer your questions. I promise you. If you want to come on in the show, you're more than welcome. The YouTube uh, link is in the chat right now. But we're gonna move on here with the show. So I want to start off today by talking about the MLS All Star Game. Um, it was announced today. The rosters, uh, the roster. I'm sorry. The MLS All Star Game is a little bit different from the other sports. If you guys aren't familiar with it, whereas you have like in obviously like the MLB All Star Game is a good example. So where you the National League versus American League, um, the MLS did up, and I think it was for the best. So what what they do now is they do um, the the MLS All Stars versus the Liga MX All Stars. So they'll be facing off against the the all-stars of the Mexican soccer league, which is freaking amazing because if you know anything about soccer, especially in this region of, of, of the, of the, of the world, uh, Mexico and USA don't like each other. All right. In CONCACAF uh, international play or in domestic play, which is league play, they don't like each other. So the MLS added the up the ante. They used to play against, you know, the MLS all-stars used to play against teams like Atletico Madrid, Juventus, Manchester United, Chelsea, Everton. They would play against European teams. Like, it was cool because you were able to see, um, you know, your Ma your Manchester United going up against the MLS all-stars, which was cool and all. But, like, what did it do for, for the league, for the players? Like, really nothing. And most of the times, these European teams would beat them because... Uh, you had a bunch of players who are all-stars of the MLS but never played with one another. So they decided to change it up last year when it was in L.A. This year will be in Minnesota. So this year, um, I'm sorry, last year they changed it up by playing against the all-stars of Liga Amekis. So now you already have a rivalry between U.S. and Mexican soccer. And now you up the ante because you got the all-stars of both the U of the MLS and Liga Amekis. It just makes it such a better product. This is the best all-star game in all the sports. Yes, I just said that. And last year we had a super exciting game where it went to penalty kicks. And and uh, you had uh, Ricardo Pepe, who is now uh, off the Bundesliga playing in Germany. Uh, he had to put on a great show. Won the uh, one in the peak, had the peak, the winning PK, and brought home the trophy for M the MLS All Star. So this really brings it very interesting. And where will where where can the MLS go next with this? That is the question. But for right now, Liga Mekis versus MLS All Stars is fun. But I do realize this is not going to be able to last forever. But we're going to look at some of these rosters, right? So here in front of you guys, if you're watch if you're not watching this. We have the 2022 MLS All-Star roster. So your goalkeepers will be Dwayne St. Clair, who I've yet, uh, Dane, I'm sorry, Dane St. Clair. I've yet to see him play. Uh, I, from, from, I thought that Tyler Miller was the goalkeeper of Minnesota. I guess times have changed. Uh, Sean John from NYCFC. Uh, of course, our very own Andre Blake. And then your defenders, you have DeAndre Yedlin. 
Uh, you have obviously our own Kai Wagner, Diego Palacios, Kamal Miller, uh, Aaron Long, Alexander Collins, and Julian Arajo. Oh, I'm sorry, and, and Walker Zimmerman, of course. You can't forget Walker Zimmerman there. Your midfielders, you have Emmanuel Reynoso, Darlington Nagby, Hane Mukhtar, uh, Carlos Gil, uh, Sebastian Drusi, who's been taking the league by storm this, this season, Ile Sanchez, and Luch Luciano Acosta. Your forwards, Raul Rudiaz, Jordan Morris, Carlos Vela, Chicharito, Taxi Funtas, Jesus Ferreira, Tati Castellanos, and Paul Ariola. Um, so that's your roster. Look, the first, my first reaction from watching this or looking at this list, number one, really dope that Andre Blake and Kai Wagner got an all-star nod. My next inclination was, why is Daniel Gazek, who is it was currently in the running for MVP, not in the midfields? But then I looked at it again, and it's kind of legit. I mean, when you have Luciano Costa, Sebastian Druse, Han Mukhtar, uh, Carlos Hill, like those are, and Emmanuel Reynoso, those are some really good uh, midfielders. I mean, the fact that Lucas Zelarayan is not an all star tells you everything. I think Zelarayan is a better number 10 than a um, <clears throat> Daniel Gazak. So I can live with that. The one I don't understand is the fact that the Philadelphia Union have, you could say arguably, I don't think there's an argument. To me, the best center back duo is in Philadelphia with Jakob Glesnes and J uh, Jack Elliott. Jack Elliott quite literally did see the defender of the year, and yet he still did not get a nod in this in this list. Look, either one should be in one of these one of these uh, defender nods. Like Kamal Miller, Aaron Lunks, and Alexander Collins, solid defenders, but you're going to tell me that those guys are better than Glesnes or Jack Elliott? Like, give me a break. I, I, to me, that's where they went wrong. Walker Zimmerman definitely deserved a nod there, but Glezus or Elliot, one of them should have been in, in this list here. And by the way, put this out there for you guys. The Philadelphia Union have only allowed 13 goals through their first 19 games. That is bonkers. I don't care what league it is. Thir allowing 13 goals through 19 matches is freaking wild. So to me, look, I, I this is uh, this. I think my, if I'm not mistaken, this is partial voting, and this is also uh, they have a committee that votes this on as well. But the fact that Philadelphia got disrespected yet again is ridiculous, and of course we won't be able to see Jack Elliott and Jakob Glesnes, which is fine because you know why? Both of those guys are going to be flexing and stunting the rest of the season. Absolutely, um, George. What's up, George? What's happening? Oh, okay. What's up, Jewish Philadelphia? What's happening, man? I met McGlynn. I, I I figure you met McGlynn. I, I I saw McFlurry. I thought it was kind of funny, so I kind of ran with it. But it's all good, George. I appreciate you checking it. Um, Daniel Moffat saying Brujo got snubbed. Um, huh, let me see. Let me let me read that list again. Uh, see, I'm putting Dar. I'm definitely putting Darlington Nagby over at Brujo Martinez. Um, and Eli Sanchez is a little bit of a veteran guy. Look. You can make an argument for it. I, I think I think I get it why he didn't make it. I think for myself again, the fact that Glasses or Elliot, neither one of those players made it to me is more criminal than El Brujo or Daniel Gazak not making it. So that's just kind of where I stand with that, man. Uh, let me see here. Any other talk? Uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. 
Uh, Philly Eagles talk. Eagles, what are we? What is there to talk about with the birds? Honestly, if there's something like worth no, we'll definitely talk about it. Um, it's just that right now with the all season, it's kind of the dead period with the Eagle season. And right now, you got the Phillies, you got the Union going full force. There's a lot of buzz right now with the Flyers because free agency starts tomorrow in the NHL. Um, and then of course we're just waiting for that contract to be official for the Sixers and James Harden. Once training camp comes around, we'll have some more Eagles talk. But you know, if you have, if you if you think that there's something worthwhile to talk about with the birds, we'll definitely make an Eagles talk. But I just really don't think there's anything worthwhile. And of course, my schedule's pretty damn hectic uh, with five Philly sports and a full time job. And of course, I am a, a I am a boyfriend as well, and I am his son, uh, brother, all of the above as well. But hey, I'm, I'm I'm all I'm all ears. I'm all ears. Not maybe not right now, but. <laughs> I'm definitely all eyes and ears for sure, man. I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it for sure, man. Um, let me see. What else did you have here? Um, Jewish Philadelphia. I, listen, I agree. They more playing time for. I'm sure you're talking about the kids, but the thing is, is that the kids should not do not need to start every match, right? And I I hear your love for McGlynn. I I completely hear it. Here's the problem: Where are you putting McGlynn? Because McGlynn is obviously not a number six. Like I don't think, especially not in a in a diamond set where the number six has a lot of responsibilities and McGlynn lacks speed. That's why Brujo is so great at that position because he can track, he can cover a lot of ground, and he knows how to make those quick decisions. He makes a lot of boat. He does make some boneheaded decisions. I I will give you that. But Brujo is perfect at that position. You the best position for him in this system is a left shuttle midfielder. But the problem is is that when you talk about defense. He just can't get back. He lacks speed. He lacks quickness. And so he's very creative. He's got great vision on the pitch, and that's fantastic. But he just kind of lacks that speed. And so that's kind of the tough part. I, I think he's in the wrong system. I've talked about it before. Uh, but, you know, for right now, he's just going to have to be a sub and coming off the bench. Now, Quinn Sullivan, it'll be very interesting to see what we'll talk about in a bit. But obviously, you're going to be thin at the forward position. But I think the thing is that we won't even play him at the forward. We play, we've been playing him as a shuttle midfielder. Um, so it, it definitely makes it tough for sure. But um, look, so we'll talk. We'll talk about tomorrow's match. Obviously, uh, facing against Miami, a team that they had not a lot of expectations going into the season. They had a gr- a solid start to start off the season, even to the point where they were in a playoff spot, and now kind of cooled off a little bit. They have now dropped to tenth in the Eastern Conference, um, and just came off of a tough uh, sunshine. Um, I, okay, I got the official word of the Florida Derby. So apparently. It's called the Sunshine State Derby, which not a big fan of, but it is the Sunshine State. But um, Inter-Miami played Orlando really, really tough. It was a match that went all the way down to the wire. And unfortunately, there was an own goal uh, by the Inter-Miami defender, which I'm blanking on his name. Um, What was his name here? I have it right here. Uh, Give me one second, guys. I just had... And I, I, I definitely felt for this kid as well because he actually is a solid young defender. Um, low, uh, D- low, it was low. It was Damien, Damien Low. Uh, J- ah, he was a J- yeah, that's right. He's a Jamaican. We actually did see him here in Philadelphia, but it was a late own goal by Damien Low, and and Inter Miami lost in Orlando, and Inter Miami went absolutely crazy. I'll say that. Listen, can I just say this about Inter Miami fans? Look, I love the passion. I love this, the 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 Latino influence with it within the, the fan culture. But do you guys have to trash every single? arena or grounds you guys go to they kind of did the same thing here when they came to philadelphia two years ago when we hoisted and we hung up our supporter shield banner and i know the clip of what they did in experience stadium like we get it you're soccer fans you're latino we're we're all for that but you don't need to trash people's stadiums 
Like they're welcoming you into their home. Like if you are welcome in someone's home, are you gonna trash their home? No, it's the same thing with soccer. Come on, guys. I love it, but just tone it down a little bit. So Inter Miami definitely they feel like they're close. So obviously they made some big signings. They signed I was in Coco and of course obviously signing former MLS MVP Alejandro Pozuelos and adds a little bit of dimension to their attack because Miami's been this kind of high pressing type of attack and like like to move the ball fluidly. They they when they hold possession, it seems as if they like to move up and down the pitch from this from the wings, from with Yedlin or Taylor. They also have Vasilev who can move up and down. They were interchanging him and Yedlin with a, did a solid job of doing that. Now, Leo Campana uh, has had a solid season so far. Definitely cooled off as of late. He's only had one goal in his last five MLS matches, so kind of has cooled off, but he's still a threat within the box. He's a big body guy, knows how to score some goals, but you know it's kind of tough when you don't have a lot of service. So I do think that once Alejandro Pozuelos comes back, as a different dimension to Inter Miami, as now they won't have to always attack from the from the outside, and as they're going to learn this uh, tomorrow, it's going to be really difficult to be attacking from the outside all the freaking time. So by adding Alejandro Pozuelos, I do think it will add a different dimension. However, we don't have to worry about that, thank the Lord, because Ali Pozuelos um, and Coco won't have won't, will not have to play um, until their visa is clear, which you know we 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 know as Union fans that can take a while, right? Um, so it is, it'll be very, very interesting. So I think for, for, for Philly, listen, we always talk about this playing union soccer, playing Philly soccer, and that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, they're going to try to push up Taylor and Yedlin and I guess Vasilev as well, as much as they possibly can. And so it's going to be up to Harriel and Wagner to kind of uh, shut those guys down and then attack the space that they leave behind because they're not the fastest guys out there. And in the second half, um, Inter Miami put in uh, uh, Raul, Raul, Raul. I think it's Raul killed the once two lives, but um, he got behind the uh, Inter Miami attack quite a bit. So I'm expecting Nathan Harriel, who actually Nathan got behind the uh, the the DC United attack a lot or defense love a lot last on Friday as well. So this could be a match where he can take taking advantage of a weakness here for Inter Miami, and that's definitely a matchup you're going to want to watch on both sides for both um, uh, for both Harriel and Wagner. Obviously, Wagner going up against Yedlin should be a lot of fun. Uh, both all-star fullbacks as well, so that should be very interesting to see, to see to say the least. Um, and, of course, with Campana, we did a good... We, uh, the last time we met, obviously, we obviously met these guys up a couple months, about two months ago when we were in Chester for another midweek match, ironically is enough, and it was a, a nil-nil draw. It was more of a victory for Inter-Miami coming into Subaru Park, getting a point away is definitely a little bit of a victory for Inter-Miami. And they did a good job of just control. I, they kept the, the Union attack out of, out of goal. I mean, I think that that was a match where you didn't have uh, Gazdag and Uwa. I'm sorry, Caranza and Uwa. Obviously, Uwa has been battling injuries in Caranza. Stupid lone rules. Not allowed to play against Inter-Miami. Of course, we've heard talk over the press conference past weekend. You know, obviously, the union really want to uh, trigger that sale on clause. They want to sign Caranza on a little bit long term. The fact that we can sign him on for $500,000 is absolutely bonkers. And that is definitely, definitely great value for what the production he's been giving you. He's been absolutely playing fantastic. And it's unfortunate we're going to be missing without him. And so now it, it raises the question. You know who's going to take up the slack for the for the attack? Obviously, Caranza came off of a great match against Inter against uh, DC United. The bicycle kick um, with the nice little heel heel touch that got squirted in, and of course the nice little uh, curler 
from the right side hash and getting it into the left side of the net. So he had himself a nice little match. And so we got to find a way to kind of, you know, match his production. Uh, I'm assuming Corey Burke will be starting up top with Mikel Ua. And obviously Burke creates a lot of pace. He's big on the counter attacking, but you know, we do know that he can struggle in that final third. Now, luckily the, the defense of inter Miami is not the best. Uh, typically they do a three back set for the most part. I would expect to go back to that three back set again. So I want to see how they will be able to take advantage of those guys. And they do have some solid defensive midfielders with Mota and, and Grigori. Uh, but like last time, Gazek was able to get past. But the problem was not being able to finish in that final third. And that was the difficulty, especially without Ua and Carranza. So I'm looking for Ua to kind of break out here. I mean, he did have two goals and it was solid performance. I did like the second goal. Uh, Megging uh, uh, Rafael Romo was pretty freaking funny, but... I want to see I want to see Ua kind of explode because he's going to have those opportunities. I don't think this this Miami defense will be able to contain Mikhail Ua, um, but I'm that's definitely one I'm going to be looking at for sure. Um, and Brujo is not on the injury list, so I, I do apologize, Jew, Jewish Philadelphia, but he should be good to go and playing uh, this week. Yeah, man, Philly Eagles. Who does not love Andre Blake? Did you have something else? Uh, Jewish Philadelphia really wanted to know, really wanted us to know. And Brujo's injured, and we got to play McFlurry and Sully. <laughs> I like that. That's all good. Shouts to Pops, Philadelphia. Shouts to Pops. Appreciate it, man. Uh, favorite formation, soccer-wise? Um, soccer-wise, I do like a standard 4-4-2. I think it's very basic. Um, but you can do a lot of different things. Like, um, you, you know, especially defensively, it's a great shape, in my opinion. Uh, but you can even kind of switch into like a 4-3-3. You can, you can disguise a 4-2-3-1. There's different things that you can do with the 4-4-2 base, and I, I really do enjoy it. I mean, the first year that I fully dedicated watching European soccer was Napoli back in 2019, and I watched it diligently. I watched every single match of that season. And Carlo Ancelotti was the manager at that point. And if you guys don't know who Ancelotti is, Google something. That dude is just actually just won Champions League with Real Madrid. Um, but he implemented this 4-4-2 uh, flat, like a, like a straight-up 4-4-2, the typical, traditional 4-4-2. I thought it was a great system, especially coming off of the Saudi ball era of Napoli football where they had the 4-3-3, the Saudi ball, the ticky-tack passing. I thought it was a great transition, especially defensively for uh, Napoli. Um, they had a little bit of a counterattacking working in there as well, playing guys like uh, Adruzis Milik, Milico and Lorenzo Insigne up top was a lot of freaking fun. Um, Jack and Jake, both goats. Hey, how about the Elliots? How about the Philadelphia Elliots? Love it. Yeah, Philadelphia Santos is gone. It's okay, man. It's another business move, kind of like Oscar Limbaugh, another business move. Uh, you got you can potentially get a million dollars back for uh think about this. So 2020, our our forwards were Sergio Santos and Casper Shibilko. And two years later, you're about to sell you or such you're gonna sell them both for over two million dollars. That's great business. MLS-wise in 2022, that is pretty solid business for what I'll say are solid forwards. I won't say elite, but they're solid. Like They both provide something to the table, but uh, definitely great to see. Uh, what's up, Brain Dog? What's happening, man? Um, who am I talking? Well, I'm talking to all of you guys. I'm talking to TikTok. I'm talking to YouTube, and I appreciate you coming on in here, man. Um, I, I guess so. It's all good. It's all good. I I, fig I figure not a lot of people want to come in and talk about the Philadelphia Union. It's all good, man. What's up right now? Let's go. Dupe on. Let's ha let's get it. Let's get it. What's happening, man? Um, all right. So look, <clears throat> tomorrow 
I think the only piece will be Kansa, uh, which it's be up to Burke to kind of hold his own. We'll see what Jim does with this the uh, with the substitutions. Obviously, having Pax and having Quinn, please use them. You also saw Brandon Craig, uh, who also got it made his first MLS appearance against DC. He'll be on the bench as well. Uh, but Stuart Finley will still be here. Stuart Finley traveled down with the team to Miami. Stuart Finley will be here until Sunday. Sunday against New England, which I would actually start. I'll be that'll be Stuart Finley's last match as a member of the Philadelphia. So it's going to be an emotionally charged match. That's going to be one where you definitely probably want to put Stuart Finley out there for the fans and for himself. Uh, thanks Stuart Finley for what he's done. But in this match here against against Inter Miami, Inter Miami, kind of in a weird spot right now. They they they're kind of like stuck in the mud essentially. That's that's kind of how I would I would describe where where they're at right now. Sitting tenth in the Eastern Conference, it's a tough Eastern Conference. If you have a run bad run of form, it could really bring you down bad. Um, of course, we just destroyed DC United. I don't anticipate us to kind of destroy uh, Inter Miami tomorrow, but I do think that Philly should have enough to move the ball. I mean, listen, we didn't talk about Alejandro Bedoya. It's funny how the amount of disrespect that Alejandro Bedoya still gets, despite the performance he does. Like what he does, it really is hard to see. Like I think the best way to kind of describe it is like an offensive lineman in the NFL. Like people may not understand everything that Jason Kelsey does as a center, but dude, his athleticism, his ability to man the line is so important. And the way that Ali Bedoya makes those runs, he frees up guys to, he frees up space for guys to attack. And of course you do that first goal, the entire match, he gets a great uh, long ball from Edward Martinez, one touch, and then bangs that bad boy in the left side of the net. Ali's so important what he does, and I'm so happy that he stood up for himself uh, on Twitter because the thing is, like, look, you have a, a bunch of Joe Schmoes who just talk out of their freaking butt, don't know anything about these sports, and, and want to come at these players because they don't like their performance. And I'm so happy that Alejandro Bedoya stood up for himself because he has every single right to stand up for himself. And he that, that fan does deserve to get roasted by Ali Bedoya. And I'll be a big part about, of tomorrow as well. Can Leon Flock be more into the attack? I was slandering Leon Flock, not even realizing that on the on the third goal of, of Friday, dude, he had the assist to, to, to Julian Carranza. He did. And there was a great ball from Gazdak to just kind of lightly tap that, and Leon attacked that ball and crossed it into to Julian Carranza. But continue doing that. Leon, I don't want to take you out of the starting lineup, but I need you to be engaged in the attack, especially in the final third. Please. Get, and help Kai out too. Kai is great, but he needs help. He needs you. He needs help. He needs your help out there, man. With that outlet passing. Right now, uh, right now, we'll to shut up. Once again, wants me to give you. All right, I'll shut up right now. All right. So tomorrow night, I think that the Philadelphia will get the dub. I see a victory here for the Union. I just don't think that Miami have enough defense. They don't have enough attacking ability as well. Um, if they can try to find a way to stretch out our our our, uh, our midfield maybe, and try to attack the, the space behind. Maybe they do have some speed for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I just don't think they have enough talent. They won't be able to stretch out this midfield as well. So I do think that the Union will win. I, I'll say um, I'll say a 2 nothing victory. They'll, I'll, I'll, I'll say that they they close this. They'll, uh, they'll have a clean sheet again. Andre Blake will get another clean sheet. And I think the I think we'll get two goals. I think Uwa will get himself a goal. 
Um, and I'll say Gazak gets back on the score. Can we get Gazak back in the running for Golden Boot, please? Like that man, that man was on the in the running, and now I, I think uh, was it Vela or someone's got eleven goals, and he's kind of he's kind of uh, falling back a little bit. Cabana also has eight goals somehow too, which is crazy to think. I think no, wait, I think that is all competitions. But let's get Gazak back in the gold Golden Boot, please, guys. Can we do that? Can we do that? Awesome stuff. All right, so reminder tonight we'll be back at it. it's 7.30. About an hour we'll be doing Duke by the River, talking about this match. We'll talk about the D.C. United match. We'll have football uh, Miami TV on as well to talk about it. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Guys, going to do it for today's Union match preview. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Reminder, we'll be back after, after the Union match to recap the match. So if you guys want to talk about the match after, stay tuned to this YouTube channel. Make sure you guys subscribe, and we'll be talking about that match right after uh, the final whistle. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you guys hit the like button if you haven't already. It would truly mean the world to me. Subscribe to the channel uh, if you haven't already to join the family. We talk Philly sports all the time, so never miss out on any of this content. Of course, you can find us wherever you stream podcasts. We're available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Find us under Oyen Philly Sports. Big shout-out to our sponsor here today, La Terrain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand-new watch, consider checking out La Terrain Watches. Use the promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I am telling you guys to dupe on. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>